This is the Neds NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao-Ye, Chris Gary and Jared Timms. G'day punters, my name's Jared Timms. Welcome to episode one of the Neds NRL Punting Podcast. We're going to be with you each and every week of the 2022 NRL season, hopefully beyond as well. We're going to be talking all things rugby league. Of course, we're powered by online bookie Ned, so we're going to be trying to find plenty of winners as well. Clearly not a lot of thought and time has gone into the name of this podcast, but that's because we've spent all of preseason on the search for talent. Boy, have we found some talent as well. Be sitting back. You're not going to be sitting back listening to Neville Nobody, Jared Timms by himself all season. <laughs> Thank goodness. Firstly, correct me if I get any of this wrong as well, by the way, 60 games for the Broncos, three games for Queensland, three games for the Indigenous All-Stars, three games for Australia as well. Is that all right? Yeah, that's all right. Blown the salary cap, boys. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> JYY in the building. Uh, very very excited to be here uh, as well for the for the year and hopefully on as well. Very excited to have you on board. Of course, secondly, we really, really wanted someone on board with, well, inside-out knowledge of the game. Years on the front line of the media. Also, a well-stocked black book for when we decide we want to start talking to uh, a few guests week in, week out as well. Maybe the most... Important thing, Walkerly Award-winning journalist, Chris Gary. Chris, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, hopefully my betting improves during the season <laughs> and the missus uh, can stop, well, can start leaving me alone. <laughs> as she's pretty angry with me at the moment. They never leave you alone, mate. I've had some shocking weeks, so, um, yeah, let's go. Are we all ready for a pretty big season? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just excited, uh, chomping at the bit for the, for the season to start. And I just want to watch some rugby league again. Gosh. Cannot wait. I suppose a pretty broad one to ask at the start of the season. Who's going to win the Premiership this year? Ooh, it's a good question. Uh, I think we love to pretend to know uh, in round one, but I, I, I think we'll find out, you know, in the first five to six rounds and, you know, where where each team will be. I can, I can never go past Melbourne. I always write them off every year. Uh, Craig Bellamy's got the remedy. He has for the last, you know, since he's been there since 2003. I don't think I'm going to go past Melbourne. Uh I do think Manly are a huge scalp in here, though. I think they've I got so. a great side. Uh, well, that's your side, Jared, isn't they it? They are my side. It's, uh, they are a great side. They've got a great outfit. If they can stay fit, the other thing is they've got a bit of depth this year, which they haven't had in the last couple. So I'm going to say Melbourne, but I'm going to say Manly are going to go very, very close. It'd be nice to see them renewing that rivalry in a grand final. Oh, wouldn't it? Bit, I, would, I wouldn't mind a bit of punch on as well, you know, through the year as they, as they go on. <laughs> <laughs> Reignite that a little bit. That'd be good. Absolutely. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, look, I completely agree with Gerald on, on Manly. I disagree on Storm. I, I feel like this is the year they will drop back a little bit. Um, I just worry that this Brandon Smith issue bubbling underneath the surface. Will it rear its head? Yeah. Um, I think he's an absolute candidate to leave um, before June 30. I, I really like the Eels this year. I think Eels Manly is a grand final I can see happening. Also, great value with the Eels. I think they're like $15 or yeah. something like yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think just because it's been so long between drinks for them, you know, they've yeah. been promising a lot the last few seasons. I'm a big they, fan so. of, of tipping, like, of, of predicting, like, this is it for the Eels. It's this year where Brad Arthur's gone, right? Really. Absolutely. They've got to, they've got to go further than the second round. Um, they've got to really make the grand final. So I think they're a real, real chance. I think Manly will take it out. I think Des has is absolutely brilliant. Cherry Evans is great. Tommy Turbo is the best player in the game. So Manly to defeat the Eels in the GF. I'm absolutely not trying to sound biased at all. I am a Manly Seagulls fan, and I would love these predictions to come true. 
Do you think that having all these predictions, though, puts pressure on Manly? <laughs> I don't want to make him nervous. I don't nervous. think they need it, honestly. I think, obviously, the key, Tommy Turbo staying fit. He did last year, though. He missed something like seven or eight games. He yeah. still won the Dalian very easily. So, you know, hopefully the upside is there for the Seagulls. I'd like to uh, I'd like to see a double of Turbo do the Dalian and Grand Final Oof. this year. Who knows? Could it's, happen. We're before week one, so we can make plenty of bold predictions, can't Slim we? Cameron Munster. That's my <laughs> Dalian tip. Slim yeah. Cameron Munster. Fair enough. Ooh. Who do you think is going to win Dalian? I'm going to get, be very biased here, yeah. uh, only because he hasn't had a you know full season last year, and uh, he's a close mate of mine. Um, I'm going to go Ben Hunt. Mm-hmm. I think I think Ben Hunt has the potential to be a great footy player, and under you know his old coach at the Broncos, Anthony Griffin. Uh, I know what Hook expects of him. I know the sacrifices he's been given up this preseason and what he's done to to make himself look and play the part. I, I generally think. Big Benny Hunt is a massive chance at Dally M this year. Don't hate it at all. Well, guys, this is the part of the podcast we'd usually be re- reviewing the round that was. Probably every big play, you know, anything potentially contentious. Hopefully we'll be counting our winnings a lot at this time of the podcast every week as well. <laughs> it's a plan. Because we haven't had a round yet, I thought it might be a little bit better to sort of get to know each other a little bit more. Gerard, I'm going to start with you. Growing up, played a lot of footy, obviously. Is this what you always wanted to do or play professional football? What, talk on mic? Well, yeah, well, I mean, now. Yeah, no, I never – I'm not going to lie, and, and Chris would probably say this. I, I was very shy when I came to the Broncos. I was still very young, obviously, when I injured myself. So I don't think I built that character of, you know, what people who people knew me. Uh, and I think I've grown over the years. You know, I'm 33 this year, and um, I can tell you I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time playing rugby league. It was some of the best times of my life. And, you know, I got to do pretty much everything in the game before 22, and that's – unfortunately not win a GF, which still, you know, annoys me every single day. But in saying that, there's a lot of people who haven't done what I've done in the game and um, humbled and blessed to be able to do all that. So, yeah, no, this part of my life now, I I actually enjoy a lot more, though, because I didn't think I'd sit in front of a mic and talk like this, but here I am. I've got my own brekkie show, and now I'm on this. And, yeah, it's a a great transition into, into after footy. Okay. Well, were you a Broncos fan growing up? I wasn't. I was not. I was a huge Preston Campbell fan. So everywhere Preston went, that's where I went. Obviously, Penny Panthers uh, when they won in 2003. Uh, then he, uh, sorry, the Sharks as well. And then didn't really follow him too much when he went to the Titans. I wasn't a big fan of them. <laughs> but I, do, I did like what he did off the field. Um, you know, obviously a passionate Indigenous boy myself. So anything he did for the community really thrived. And uh, re- that's what I wanted to do as well. So, um, yeah. Big Preston Campbell fan, always been. And then, you, you know, your Matty Bowens. All the little guys that are played above their weight. Yeah. So you're obviously a big Jaden Campbell fan now. Though. Huge, huge. I think he's got huge potential. Huge yeah. potential. He's just cut off his rat's tail, actually. I'm not <laughs> sure how he's going to go without it. I know they uh, that attracts a lot of powers when you play rugby league. Bit the hair situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm excited to see what he can produce this year as well. Chris, obviously a very decorated career in sports media. This is the pinnacle, mate. Yeah. <laughs> get get yeah. the wall clean. You finally made it. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. it. Yeah, you're on the Ned's payroll. You've done it. <laughs> um, can you give us a little rundown of yourself? Maybe some of the publications, stations, channels you've worked for? Yeah, so it's funny, actually. I started at Career Mail 2011-ish, 2011. And um, I was a bit of an all-rounder. And I remember, Jarrell, you, among the journos, you were a favourite. Like you said, you were shy of it. I remember the journos, like Steve Ricketts, Crash Craddock, Pete Bedell, all saying they loved interviewing you and they hated interviewing Hodjo. 
Oh, well, I can see why. <laughs> I, you know what? Hodjo's a good mate of mine, but I wouldn't want to interview him either, would no. you? He's a grumpy old man, you yeah. know, and that's just the way he was. I did, while I was at university, <laughs> I did a uh, internship at Rugby League Week, and the first person I had to interview was Justin Hodges. Oh. And it was on a night the Broncos got done. I think it was Crickets. by the Bulldogs in 2009. <laughs> and, oh, wowee. If that didn't turn me away from wanting to be a journalist, speaking to him after that game, he was absolutely filthy. Fast forward five years, though, we used him for something, well, six years it would have been, at Ned's, and he could not have been a more lovely bloke. Well, Chrissy, you know, you would probably say this. When you leave footy, mate, you got to be nice. You can't, you know what I mean? You can't, because when you're playing footy, you don't, you know, you don't have to talk to media if you don't want to. Well, you do. I mean, it's contractually, you do. But, you know, Hodjo you know, let himself play on the field. And that's how he spoke on the field as well. But I mean, you could tell us a few more stories about yeah. Hodge than I could. Well, yeah. I mean, it's funny though. My, one of my first rugby league stories was when um, Arthur Beetson passed and obviously Hodjo had that great relationship. Yeah. So I approached um, their media manager at the Broncos, Trad, and I thought this is a great story to get Hodjo on it. First time I interviewed him, he was brilliant. Mm. And I was like, what are all these old blokes at the Courier Mail talking about? This guy's so nice. But I was there at the back end of his career. So yeah. like a... So that's the difference, as you say, is that I think players, when they start realising the end is near, they start being probably nice. But I also think, you know, becoming of age as well, like, you know, you're a bit mature, you know, you have to be a leader, you can't, you can't just be this kid for your whole life because I think that's what Hodjo was, you know, he was at times, he just wanted to play footy and he didn't care about anything else and, you know, a lot of players in the game at the moment are like that, they don't think they have a profile but unfortunately... It's part and parcel. It comes with the game. And I think he did grow to be a, you know, to be a great person, a role model at the Broncos as well. He's brilliant. Yeah. So I found him great to deal with. So I had five years at Career Mail. Um, The last three were heavily covering rugby league. Um, A fantastic uh, experience. Uh, Then I went to Channel 7 for five years and um, have just left there recently. So I've, I've... Oh, rugby league so much. I love the game. I've always tried to maintain that. It's one of the things I get disappointed about in journalism is that quite a lot of the people get, uh, journalists get disenfranchised with the game because they've just covered it so long and they're ground, you know, they're, they've been grinded down by it. So I've always tried to maintain that fandom. And I think hopefully we can, we can do that here is that real passion for the game. Convert it into a few winners as well. Absolutely. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, that's us in a nutshell. Let's get into some betting. The weekend's footy through the eyes of the punters with all the numbers, trends and odds you need to know. This is The Offload. All right, boys, segment number two each week is going to be The Offload. This is where we're going to welcome in Ned's journalist, all-round form and betting guru, Ryan Cook. Welcome, Ryan. G'day, guys. Great to be here. Great to be talking about some footy again. So The Offload is actually an article you've published on the Ned's blog the last few years. You're taking it digital onto our podcast this season. It's essentially a collection of stats, big bets, futures and things like that. That is correct. It started uh, during the pandemic in 2020 and it's sort of evolved into something that I can uh, recap the, the previous round that's just gone and also give the punters some insight into betting and trends and some of the big bets that we get through here at Ned's. Uh, so this week is going to be predominantly futures based as we try and give punters um, a bit of insight into the premiership favourite as well as the top eight and the like. And just a little bit of a refresher on some of the more profitable players uh, from last season, whether it comes to any time try scorers or first try scorers. Well, finding a winner is what we're here for. I'm just having a look <laughs> through at your the, well, the, the names of your sub-segments here. Yeah. <laughs> don't argue. Can you tell us what don't argue uh, is? Very simple. Uh, it's the guys who produce each week, but we're not just talking about any time try scorers here. We're talking about the guys that go above and beyond your two-plus try scorers, your hat-trick try scorers, uh, the big money makers. Yeah. 
So uh, we're going to kick this one off this week with a very familiar name that's been very, very kind to the punters over the years, Tom Trebojevic, uh, reigning M medal winner. And I think if he stays healthy, we're going to be talking about him every single week. Um, But I also just wanted to highlight how kind he was to punters last year. So when it comes to betting on the two-plus tries market or the hat-trick market, uh, he's become very, very popular with Ned's punters. He averages second most tries per game last year behind Brett Morris, scoring two or more eight times and a hat-trick on wow. five occasions. Yeah, well, hey. um, as far as tomorrow's game against Penrith is concerned, the numbers also read particularly well. Uh, Turbo has scored in 15 of his last 18 games. Most people would probably already know that. But he's also scored in four of his eight appearances against the Panthers. Um, you're getting a very generous $1.80 for him to score any time. But, uh, geez, $4.50 to score two or more tries. Really Jeez. like that. $11 really like that. to score the hat-trick, boys. Yeah. Uh, very tempting, giving the Panthers have only won 60%, 60% of their games without Nathan Cleary. Mm. You mightn't like this too much, Gerald, but he's become a very, very favourite target of mine in origin every year, oh, is well, Tommy Turbo. I can, I can see why. I mean, he is the go-to man. He's going to go down to arguably be one of the best, not only players in the game, but for New South Wales as well. So I can understand why, uh, you know, the punters like him a lot. Uh, and, you know, I've, I think there's someone else in his team who he's generous to. Ruben Garrick as well, I think, scored a lot of meat pies off the back of Tommy Turbo last year yeah. as well. So he's going to be very hot to trot this year. Total try scorers of the year. I think he's like thirteen or fourteen dollars, yeah. which wow. is great value. Incredible. The other one in, in terms of try scoring, I really like is Xavier Coates. I think he is going to go to another level this year at the Storm. Um, that Craig Bellamy magic. He, uh, I expect him to score twenty plus. I, yeah. I I agree with you. I think Melbourne's backline is sharp, and when they are on, their wingers are cashing in. Pardon the pun. How did the Broncos lose him? I still don't understand. <laughs> oh, he'll be back, mate. Don't worry. He'll be back. We always get him back. <laughs> losing everyone. For more money, though. <laughs> All right, Ryan, if you're not first, you're last. Uh, speaks for itself, guys. All your first try scorers. Uh, we're going to keep going with the try scorer theme. Uh, this is probably the greatest crapshoot when it comes to betting on the NRL, and I'm sure a lot of you boys can attest, but it's also a very uh, popular uh, market with punters. And if you do a little bit of research, you can actually make bank. So last year's leading try scorer, Alex Johnston, is a must-have in all multis this week. That goes without saying. But he only scored the first try for the Rabbitohs twice last year. So I'm going to fade him against the Broncos on Friday night. If you're looking for one of the safer bets, look no further than teammate Cody Walker. Mm. He scored 16 tries in 25 games last year. Good for ninth in the comp. But he's also scored the first try on seven occasions. So we're getting $14 for him to cross the stripe on Friday against the Bronx a team he scored the first try against twice in his career. That's uh, $14 first try scorer, is it? Yeah, $14 first try Jeez. score, okay. Huge value right there. Huge. Uh, another name, and I'm sure everyone here has, has had something on Josh Adokar to score first. Another yeah. really popular also guy. in origin, Jarrell. Yeah, the Fox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they need to stop those blokes. <laughs> uh, the Bulldogs have been criticised all pre-season for playing the same style brand of footy. Um but you're not going to keep the fastest man on the planet off the score sheet for long. He's also always very short odds, but the Fox scored the first try five times last season and most importantly has scored the first try three times in his eight career games against North Queensland. Wow. All right. I absolutely love a stat-based tip here. I'm assuming that's what Punter's Pals is. Punter's Pals, absolutely, Timsy. So this is where we're going to talk about all those trends throughout the course of the season that – can just sort of build, uh, you know, the teams that you want to bet on and that, that become sort of safe bets. 
Um, and this isn't one you're going to like, Timsy, because it's about your Manly <laughs> yeah. CEO. No, I've just seen it. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I want to do is get Manly fans offside because God knows there's no coming back from that. But uh, there is a trend that has been kind upon us over the years when it comes to the Seagulls, betting against them in round one. Manly has won only one round one game over the last 15 years. Was it against the Broncos? Ex- excuse I me. So. <laughs> I don't believe I played Here that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the line here is firmed from plus four and a half into plus one and a half without Nathan, Cle- Nathan Cleary ruled out. Yeah, right. So with basically even money on offer, this could be an ideal fill-up game to start the year. Uh, another load up, I reckon. On yeah, that. load yeah. up, hundred yeah. percent. No Nathan Cleary. Panthers had poor preseason form. Yeah, there's nothing to lose really. Yeah. Um, Another even money game we've got on Saturday is Canberra against Cronulla. And I think this is one that punters would be having a really tough time trying to pick between because there's a few key injuries on either side. Um, but another vital round one stat, the Green Machine has covered in seven of its last eight round one games. But better yet, they've also won each of their last six games against Cronulla. So the Sharks have been a pretty trendy top eight pick, probably maybe a little bit more so than the Raiders after their drama-filled season last year. But we can really, can we really trust their defense? This Cronulla team gave up over 550 points last year, and there's no Wade Graham or Cameron McInnes to start the season. Uh, it's been a pretty difficult week for, week for Ricky Stewart, having to drop Jared Croker, a, a club legend. Uh, but at but at home, I think the Raiders are one of the better value bets of is the Is he weekend. actually out of the side, is he, Jared Croker? Yeah, and just actually today, uh, an, a partner of one of the players um, went on the attack over Ricky on yeah. Instagram again. Wow. So oh, that's, well, that's, n- that's not the first time. No. Jeez. So, <laughs> Ricky's Ryan's copping done, it. So, yeah, last, yeah. last year was Joe uh, Tuppany. So, yeah, I, I really I can't see the Raiders making the eight. No. I, mm. I know you say it, it, Sharks are very trendy for top eight. I think they're absolute morals to make the top eight. Top morals, six. Mm. Bit cool. Bit cool. Yeah, yeah, okay. Straight into it. Um, another, another another big name that uh, is always well-backed in tri-story markets is Corey Oates. We're getting $2.20 for him anytime on Friday against the Rabbits, which I also think is very generous. Yeah. Um, and he's a must-have in your multis. He scored at least one try in eight of his last 10 games against South Sydney. Um, and lastly... We talked about the Eels a little bit earlier, but I'm, I'm really happy to back them to cover against the Titans on Sunday. It feels like Parra always starts the year red hot and then they have that little bit of a, a mid-season lull. Uh, but they've got the wood over Gold Coast for years, having covered the line in each of their last five games. Um, I do have big queries on the Titans this year, as I'm sure you boys do. They've lost more than they've gained. Jamal Fogarty and the Don are gone. And while I think they'll be involved in a lot of high-scoring games, unless unless some of their veterans step up, they're, they're probably going to be in a bit of trouble here and there. They must really have an opinion of this young Sexton, mustn't they? Because I really rated Jamal Fogarty playing hard. Well, back. look, I just don't understand uh, how you let a veteran of his talents go to somewhere like uh, Canberra. I mean, yes, it's, a, it's great to give your young kids a go, but if anyone knows rugby league, you've got to slowly push them into those roles and... Yes, Sexton's had a handful of games last year. Yeah. But you can't you can't put the pre- – these kids these days are so confident, but if you take away something from them, they lose confidence very quickly as well. So, look, it's, it's, it's all on him. Uh, and, uh, look, I hope he goes well. I really do for his confidence in, you know, in his coming years. Absolutely. 
Well, we touched on a few futures in the start here. Ryan, you've got a few more futures forecasts for us. I do, and it's about a team that uh, Chris mentioned earlier, the Dragons. A few teams have had a real trim in premiership betting, and they're, they're the team that stands out like a sore thumb to me. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they haven't been talked about much, have they? Uh, the Dragons are $51 into $41, which is very significant considering this team was almost level with the Tigers in the wooden spoon market. Not that long ago. Dragons are always, everyone is backing them, you know, March premiers, all that talk. I, like, you've obviously, Gerald, been coached by Anthony Griffin. I didn't get on with Hook at all. Um, oh, There's not a lot of people that did, Chris no, Hooks. Um, <laughs> not many journos especially. I've always been quite, like, my, my read on, on Hook, and you'd know a lot more than me, but my, my read is he's always getting clubs up to this level. And I've always doubted if he can get them up to mm. a level beyond the top six, top eight. Yeah, I think it's something that we probably haven't seen him mm. do. And I, I, I look, I, I've got to say, not because of his reasoning. I think the opportunity sometimes have been. Mm. I mean, we go to the Broncos when he was there. We go to the grand final the year after he turns up. I believe he caressed most of those young players, including myself. You know, in that in that era, and they go on to play in a grand final the year after that. He goes to Penrith. I know they were on the up, but he gets sacked. What when they were coming fourth? Yeah. I really don't – I feel like that he hasn't been given the the fair, you know, rub of the green yet. And this is his opportunity. Um, I know how good he is behind the closed door. I know how good he is with his players. I know defence is going to be a huge part of it because tra- in training, that's all Hook did with us, was yeah. made sure that defence was tight. And with these young kids coming through, you know, like Sloan, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And they're, they're a huge shout – for uh, you know a top four this year, they're a huge shout, wow. um, and that's Dragons what. Dragons are. Yep, I think they're a huge wow. shout. Get on it now. I know, <laughs> I, I know <laughs> that everyone's thinking right now, you're an idiot, but just watching them and watch them, what, what, not only just watching Hook grow these kids, but what he's done at the club with all their locals as well. He did it at the Broncos. He helped do it at the Broncos. I think this this year and next year are going to really show where the Dragons are at and how good Anthony Griffin really is as a coach. And his best attribute is absolutely that development. And yeah. they, as you say, they have incredible talent. Um, I'm yet to be convinced he can he can coach anyone to a real top four and you know uh, conference final. But um, I'm, you're, you're convincing me. I hope I hope I prove you wrong, mate, because I know how much hard work he puts in away. You yeah. know, from the game, he doesn't just do it for his top squad. He does it for the whole club and. What he's done now there at St. George has been amazing. Uh, and I, I've, and not only that, you know, I talk very closely to these older players at the club, like him, Josh Maguire, Andrew McCulloch. They're still my best mates. I've never seen them. I've never seen Josh Maguire this trim before. Yeah, well. I've, never seen, I've never seen these boys as fit as they have been. And I think they know because they're running out of time as well. You know, and once you get to that part of your career, you need to win one. You get desperate. And I know all those players around him are with him. So I think he's recruited, you know, kindly. And he knows the players that, you know, that understand him. You know, with your Frankie Molos, the Molo brothers, they've been with Hook back in the day. So, yeah, that's my big, that's my huge uh, commitment for the year. I reckon they're going to be a top four team. Yeah, wow. Well, looking for Zach Lomax to go for a, a go to another level, I should say, this he will. season he as will. well. Uh, Ryan, what about Roosters? Just quickly, we've got three dollars twenty-five for the Dragons to make the top eight, which is enormous value as wow. well. Um, Roosters, I'm, I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't tip them to win the grand final. A lot of other people have. I still <laughs> like. I really like uh, Sam Walker. Big fan of the Walker family. I still think he's a bit young to be piloting a team at halfback, mm. especially with the size he is as well. I still have. I struggle to see how he plays out the year. 
Like, I think he's got some rough years, a couple of years ahead before he really develops and becomes a superstar. We know he will. Clearly, the punters disagree with you, though, Chris, because they're $9 into $6.50, just behind co-favourites Melbourne and Penrith. Uh, the last time we saw them, they were getting flogged by Manly in that semi-final. But they spent the off-season licking their wounds and resting up. Um, it goes without saying that Luke Keery is probably the key to this side. He was sorely missed last year after tearing his ACL three games in. And his long-awaited partnership with Sam Walker is must-watch telly against Newcastle on Saturday. We've taken more single bets on the Roosters than any other team heading into the start of the season. So punters clearly yeah. feel confident in the tricolours after adding some much-needed yeah. depth during the off-season. I reckon they'll be better next year. Lindsay Collins staying healthy is, is probably just as important as Kiri's return, I think. They've got um, Takiahos on the bench this week, which shows just how good their starting pack is. Yeah. I think we'll wow. probably learn a little bit about them towards the end of the year too because they've got Manly, Melbourne and South scheduled. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just try to stay healthy right throughout the course you, of the year. You think Trent Robertson's a huge part of where they go this year as well, you know, securing yeah. his long-term contract and, and, you know, where they see themselves in the future because, you know, the coaches these days get a huge say in who they want in their future. Uh, I know we like to say that, you know, teams are in rebuilding. I, I, I still think they're a huge threat like the punters. I think they're a massive threat. And when you have those players like Kiri Healthy, I don't know how he's going to start the season because it's such a big layoff that he had. Yeah. You know, a huge layoff. So And the concussion issues with Kiri, like there's a good chance he's yeah. like Jake Friend, et cetera, last year. It's, it's only one or two more. It's true. Him. It's true. And they've, you know, they're getting, they're getting uh, harder on that stuff as well as we, as we go on in the NRL. So, um I do like I do like them finishing the top four though. I think they're a huge chance. Does feel like a relatively safe bet there. And lastly, I just want to touch on Parramatta because I be, believe they were your tip, weren't they, Chris? Yep. Um, lots of market moves on this team right throughout the course of the off season. I think they've probably been the most fascinating team to watch. They started at ten dollars and drifted out to fifteen last week, and they're now back into thirteen. So mm. there's been a lot of talk about their premiership window being open for one final year, and uh, you know. What else is there to say? They, they probably should have beaten Penrith in that semi last year for a few different reasons. And I firmly believe that they have the strongest front row pairing in the league with Campbell Gillard, Jackson Paulo and Mitch Moses. Um, they, like I said before, they tend to start the season red hot and then cool off for a couple of months. So be keen to see what you guys think about, you know, are curses made to be broken or? Yeah, I, I won't touch on it too much because I already did, but I really think they're, they're, it's this year or not. It's not going to happen if it's not this year. They've got great players. Mitch Moses is one of the best halves in the comp. He's lacked maturity in the past. I thought we saw that in the finals last year. He's starting to get that aspect of the game. Um, yeah, I think they'll make the grand final. I guess my if I can just say my big call of the year, and I'm sorry to say, Gerald, that That's right. I can't see the Bronx <laughs> making the top 10, let alone the top eight. Um I've been looking at their list and wondering how's it going to work. Adam Reynolds um, obviously has COVID at the moment, but is his body really right? There's a lot of rumours going around about that. Um, uh, yeah, I can't see them making the finals at all, and I actually think they'll finish pretty similar to where they did last yeah, year. Yeah, look, to sit back and watch for someone who's been at the club, um, it is tough. All I can do is have faith in, you know, what Kevy's doing there and, you know, his security as well for another year. I mean... He, his probably head was on the chopping block yeah. at the start of this year. I love that move, by the way. Yeah, well, that, that security. they've had to. I think they had to because mm. what do you do? Where do you, you know, you, if, if they don't win the first five or six, yeah. do you sack him? And then what happens? I think you've got to give him that opportunity to fail. Uh, I don't think he's going to. I think they're going to grow and grow. I don't know where they're going to sit. Like, I, I don't want to sit on the front. I don't have splinters in my bum, but I just, I actually don't know until the first five or six rounds, you know, or to, to, the, to the first 10 rounds. I'm not sure where they're going to go because... 
Adam Reynolds been in this system like the Rabbitohs for so long. How is he going to fit into this one? We haven't even seen him in a Broncos jersey yet. I'd love to say that he is going to be outstanding, but we don't know, and only time will tell. All right, Ryan, and just quickly, uh, we all love hearing about a big bet, someone with an enormous amount of confidence in their selection. I really love that you've called this segment Don't Tell the Misso as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's it's always been a popular one with the punters, guys, and as the name implies, this is basically where we talk about all those crazy five- or six-figure bets that a lot of our devoted social media followers think are are made up or they're fake, but I can assure you they are very fair income. So... The first one, we've got Manly, 12.5K at $8 to win the premiership, Jared. Uh, yep. I'm sure you'll love that one. I'll That's... just let everyone know now that I'm actually not allowed to bet with Ned, so that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> that is our biggest outright bet at Ned's. Um, and, I, you know, you guys have already talked about, you know, maybe they have a, a few depth 12K. issues. 12.5K. Yeah. $8 is great value, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> did it come in short, like, did it come in pretty short over the over the preseason, Manly? No, they've stayed about the same, I think. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Clearly, clearly a few punters are, are, are thinking this is the year they finally get Very there. Very excited. Um, and the last one we've got is the Warriors, 22K to make the top eight. Um, Holy heck. Yes. Just burn that money. Yes. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Wow. So I'm they'll obviously, obviously be fighting for a spot, you know, with those teams like the Raiders and the Sharks. Yeah, they're the one that I reckon that could go either way. They're either going to flounder. Oh, I mean, that's you say that about I was going to say every season, yeah. don't you? Yeah. yeah. I, love the, I love the Warriors, but I just never know where they're going to be. Yeah. It's yeah, hard it's to predict. Sean Johnson. Reese yeah. Walsh is an absolute superstar. Um, can Sean Johnson rekindle some of that Cronulla form before he was injured? Because he was actually quite good. Um, all those early years of the Warriors, yeah, I can't see them making the eight. But if someone like Walsh leaves, well, that's the other thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. what happens to them then? Yeah, I mean, at some point, I can't see him staying with the Warriors, especially with that Dolphins money. Yeah, it's, it's you know, he's going to make a lot of Dolphins. Uncle Wayne's luring him. <laughs> you know, if you're Reese Walsh and and Uncle Wayne throws you eight hundred k a year, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, you to take come it, back right? to Queensland. I'm going to tell you right now, Reese, because I know you listen. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, you're going to be joining us every week. Your segments are going to change up a little bit with hopefully Don't Tell the Misso every week because I absolutely love hearing those. Thanks very much. Thanks so much, guys. The Neds NRL Punting Podcast Multi. All right, punters, each and every week, Chris Gerald and I are going to each select a best bet. We might give a little bit of insight as to why we like it. Then we're going to box it all together in a three-leg multi, which will then be... For your convenience, available at neds.com.au or on the Neds app. I'm going to go first this week because my pick's going to come up in the first game of the season. I think the Seagulls might sneak past the Panthers this week. But I think particularly that man we've touched on a lot already, uh, reigning Daly M winner Tommy Turbo, he's going to score a try at any time. I think this is pretty black and white. Uh, He was absolutely incredible last year. Mm. We don't need to go into all of these stats again. Our first leg this week, simply enough, is going to be Tom Trebojevic, anytime try score. Money in the bank. Gerald, you're up second. Yeah, uh, for me, it's obviously on the Brisbane Broncos game. I had to go, you know, my team, the first one uh, of the round. And I just think this kid's going to be a superstar and uh, uh, he's got a lot of talent. He's got a big year ahead of him. And uh, that's why I've got uh, Selwyn Cobbo for anytime try scorer for me. Uh, I don't only think he can score from a backline play. I actually think he can score from anywhere in the field. And I hope 
that's uh, you know he grows in confidence over the over the space of this year. I, I think he's a huge chance of taking a, a fullback spot um, off Jermaine Asako. So yeah, that's my uh, leg in the uh, multi is Selwyn Cobble anytime try scorer. With Xavier Coates gone too, they're going to need to find a new favourite target there and one oh, Selwyn Cobble. There always is. It for some reason they they know how to produce wingers. The Broncos. I don't. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> over the years they just have you know back in 2011. Anyway, but uh, I just think that he is someone that. Uh, you know, got his head screwed on right, and he's going to be a superstar. Should have been fullback, though. I don't understand why Jermaine Azarko. We know what he can do at fullback, and that's okay at best. And he's a bloody good winger, Jermaine. And I think Selwyn is the future at fullback. I just, I don't get that. Absolutely. Chris, we need a third leg. Bring us home. For feeder, Big Dave. Titans looking trim. Not so big these days. He's very fit. Anytime try scorer. Absolutely. Like I think it. Most, he's playing $3.25-ish, I think. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I think he was. Uh, $2.70. $2. He, he actually did receive quite a bit of uh, interest in this first week leading up. After they named teams, he's trimmed in quite a bit. This is a pretty simple three-leg multi to start with, though. I absolutely love it. It's very on brand for Neds, too. <laughs> try scorers all the way around. Three anytime try scorers. So let's recap them. Tom Trebojevic, anytime try scorer. Selwyn Cobbo. Anytime oh, yeah. try oh, scorer, yeah. Dave Fafita, anytime try scorer. We'll box those ones up. They will be available all together for you, neds.com.au or on the Neds app. $10.44. Thank you very much. Oh, that's for, the great picking, for the picking, boys. <laughs> uh, punters, I think that's going to do us for round one. Gerald, Chris, any final thoughts before we get into it? Uh, I think just excited for the year ahead, boys. And uh, obviously everyone that's listening right now, you're going to take a lot of money home this year, uh, especially from us. I'm a very confident person. I'm also very humble. Um, but, uh, yeah, just uh, keep listening because we're going to be rolling very well. I was going to ask you for your outlandish tip of the season right oh, now. Out- I think you've just delivered yeah, it. Yeah, well, there, there it is. <laughs> Chris? Yeah, look, I think, and I think my outlandish tip was uh, Eels to win the premiership, but I'm just really excited. Actually, first of all, I'm actually really happy that there was very little scandal this preseason. But that makes I wasn't. me quite nervous. <laughs> yeah. it makes me quite nervous that something is going to break. Bubbling under the surface happen. now. Yeah. <laughs> Some white powder Something's somewhere. Something's brewing. Something's uh, brewing. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but look, I'm really actually looking forward. Part of the NRL's attraction is the drama, right? There's going to be yeah. so much of it. Judiciary farces. Uh, players uh, signing big money contracts in five years' time, even though they're playing for a different club now. Yeah, let, let's bring it on. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us, punters, for week one. If you like what you heard, we really hope that you have. Follow us, like, and subscribe to the podcast. All of our social handles are Neds at Neds Oz, I should say. Uh, look, enjoy the footy this weekend. God willing, we're going to be back for round two, so stay tuned. We hope you find a few winners. If you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Neds NRL Punting Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe and leave a review on your favourite platform. And always remember to gamble responsibly.